Welcome to the Mortgages, Money and More podcast and thank you for joining us today. I'm Craig Skelton, Principal of CS Mortgage Solutions and CS Retirement Solutions and the idea is that our weekly podcast aims to answer your questions about the world of mortgages and financial advice. Our guest today is Mark Thompson, he's an equity release advisor and we're getting back to basics about equity release. First of all, let's get to know more about our guest. Hello Mark. Hi Craig. Hi Mark, so can you just tell us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, well, I uh, started like many years ago now as a legal executive in a conveyancing department. After a few years of doing that, developed into a state agency, believe it or not. I became a director of a leading estate agency operation. During that time, I also went on to become a trustee director on the board of five pension schemes. And as you know, luckily, uh, in the last few years, I joined CS Retirement Solutions, specialising in equity relief. Quite a varied career, but always been involved in property and advising clients. The idea of today is talking about equity release. Just in your own sort of getting back to basics, Mark, just tell us what is equity release? Yeah, that's a good question because it comes with a variety of different sort of terms, I suppose. Equity release is basically the process which allows homeowners to take out the equity in their property to assist with income or, or their capital needs. So it's basically taking out the money you've got tied up in your home. There are two main types, uh, although in both cases, the borrower or the owner retains the right to live in their home. There's what we call a lifetime mortgage, which is a, a loan secured on the property, which is not due to be paid back until the borrower dies or goes into permanent long-term care. There's two people, it's the, when the last person dies or goes into care. Or the second type is a home reversion plan, which is not a loan. That's where the borrower sells part of their property to an equity relief provider, who then recovers on the loan when the borrower dies or goes into long-term care. But we don't advise on home reversion plans. We're just involved in lifetime mortgages. Okay. So going back to what you were saying, the main thing is they retain the right to stay in their home. Is that right? Yeah, basically. All, all our products are governed by the Equity Release Council, so we have what's called no negative equity guarantee, so they'll never end up owing more than the property's worth. But in all cases, with a lifetime mortgage, you retain the right to stay in the property until such time as, as I say, you die or go into long-term care. So it's only when the property becomes vacant, basically, that the mortgage is due to be paid back. So it probably gives like customers a peace of mind then that they're not going to get kicked out of the house or anything like that that's the main thing yeah i mean as, as you know when we're advising people on normal mortgages we have to state that your home is at risk if you do not keep up repayment secured on it whereas that's the one key difference with equity release your home isn't at risk at least you're not making payments and whilst there are a few minor ways if you breach the terms of mortgage and we'll go into those in detail there are other ways you, you can or they can recover the monies that they've lent, then, then basically, no, you can go out infinitum until you actually move out due to going into care or, or in the unfortunate event that you die. So uh, that, that gives the client a peace of mind and takes the pressure off. Okay, so there's basically two main types. So there's a lifetime mortgage and then the home reversion plan. So the, yeah, so they're the, they're the two different types. So you're not really looking at the home reversion plans because that's not something you advise on. So when we're talking about the lifetime mortgages, then who can apply for a lifetime mortgage? Generally, in terms of a lifetime mortgage, anybody that's over 55 years old and who has equity in their main residence, which is worth over £70,000. You need a property that's worth over 70000 You need to be of a certain age. Property's got to be of a standard construction. Other key things people aren't aware of, there's got to be no commercial elements. So really, no business running from the premises or 
it, it can't really be sited near commercial premises or anything else actually which would affect its saleability. But generally, um, anybody that's over 55 has got a, a standard property, if you like, in, in a normal residential area. Right, okay. So that, make, that does make sense. So why do people take out lifetime mortgages? For many, many reasons. There are a lot of reasons why they do it. One thing that I would say is that we advise on people taking it out for, for a variety of reasons, but not for investment purposes. So just to confirm, they wouldn't be taking it out for, you know, borrowing it to invest in the stock market or buy-to-let properties. But generally, to clear outstanding mortgages, so you might have somebody that's got an interest-only mortgage that's coming to an end, so they maybe had an interest-only mortgage for 20 years that all of a sudden the bank is saying, no, right, we want this paying back. And the client's got to a certain age where they can't get a mainstream mortgage, so they would look at put release to pay that off. Okay. Do you get quite a few people in that situation, Mark? It, lots of people in that situation. You'd be amazed, Craig, at how many people find themselves in a position where all of a sudden they're under pressure because a bank or building society writes them saying, right, you've had this mortgage for X amount of years and we want you to pay it back. And they don't give them time to do it either. It's, it's a question of you've known you've had this mortgage, you knew it was coming to an end. So we want our money in a lot of cases, many thousands of cases every year, people turn to equity release to actually pay that loan off, replace it with an equity release lifetime mortgage, which immediately takes the pressure off because if they don't want to pay the interest back on the loan, which they can do with equity release, they've taken away a commitment to paying mortgage payments, if you like, to taking that pressure away. So it really can be a life changer for people. So many people have been stressed out with that situation. Because the alternative is they've got to sell the home. You know, if you, if you can't pay the mortgage off, you can't source another mortgage, then sorry, you've got to sell it, move out and pay the mortgage off what you've got. No, yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Interest only is one of the reasons then. What, what are the other reasons why people do it? Uh, well, variety of reasons. I mean, people just need, they've just got no income. I mean, people are, you know, can be property rich, cash poor, so they've got no, no pension or insufficient pension. So people might take money out to help them just with their everyday living. One of the biggest reasons people do it is home improvement. New conservatory, kitchen, bathroom, adaptations to the properties are getting older. They want to change it. Uh, debt consolidation. Somebody's got debts that are costing them quite a lot in terms of interest. So they, they decide to pay off other debts and just consolidate them into to one loan, which is obviously potentially going to be cheaper because you wouldn't consolidate a debt if it wasn't. Very topical at the moment is the bank of mum and dad, the gifting deposits. I mean, as we are speaking currently, the maximum loan to value a first-time buyer can get generally is 90% loan to value on a first purchase. So somebody needs to have at least 10% deposit to buy a house. In a lot of cases, I've got clients that are providing deposits to their or gifting the deposit to their children so that they can get on the housing ladder. Parents, I take, I do an equity release, taking money out of their, their home to then gift the deposit to their children or I'm guessing grandchildren as well. I'm guessing grandparents can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 it, it, it's um, family members, yeah. The, the gift can come from a variety of different directions. And in some cases, it's some quite substantial amounts. I mean, I've got a client at the moment that, that is taking out £100,000 equity in her own property to help her daughter buy a property on her own. Talk about helping your child get onto the property ladder there. That's very uh, generous of that parent to give that person £100,000. 100, 
Yeah, it is. I've not had that myself, but um, yeah, it is. I mean, she had some special circumstances <laughs> that she was struggling to get a mortgage because of a credit situation. So the mother has just basically facilitated ability to buy a property. Every situation is different, but but yeah, very nice, very nice gift. And but it's very common. I do want to say that the Bank of Mum and Dad is probably now uh, it used to be the eleventh largest lender. So when you look at lenders, banks and bond sites, I, I think the Bank of Mum and Dad used to be number eleven in terms of the amount loaned. I think recently it's probably jumped, jumped into the top ten. Think about the Bank of Mum and Dad; they are one of the ten biggest lenders in the whole country. Never mind your banks and bond sites. You know, and as a father myself, I know how that feels <laughs> so uh, keeping the market going and in all the cases you know it's really assisting the first time especially first time buyers but it's not just first time buyers but especially really helping the market flow any other reasons why so we've got help gift to mom and dad we've got debt consolidation home improvements interest on the mortgages anything any other reasons why people do it a lot of people have the misunderstanding that equitably you just take it on the house that you live in. But again, I just helped a client who was buying a new, uh, not a new property, but he was buying a retirement bungalow from his wife and he borrowed 50% of the money to buy the bungalow by equitable lease. It was the equitable lease was on the new property that he was going to live in, not his existing property. So people can take equitable lease on a property. Wow, I'm guessing people don't think about it that way. I'm guessing. Not at all. They just think, well, I, I, I can do it on this one. I mean, you get you get a lot of situations where parents at some stage want to go and live near the children. But the problem is that where the children live, the house prices are probably 50% more than they are where the parents live. So the parents are like, well, we'd love to move, but we can't really afford to. Where all of a sudden, as long as they've got enough equity in their existing property and they can carry that across, they could take a loan out on the new property. And again, you know, when you get into your latter years, you don't want to be compromising on your standard of living either, do you? So if by taking an equity release mortgage, you can get a better quality property with a better standard of living that you know, you've know you really aspired to, then why not? <laughs> but as you say, a lot of people don't realise they can. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Like say. Just buying a second home, just one thing I touched on earlier was about investment purposes. There is sort of, you can actually buy a second home. So if you wanted a holiday home or something, you could take an equity lease out to buy a second home. That's quite common. Not a buy to let though, because that would be seen as, a, as an investment. Although this is the strange one, you can't take the money to, to buy a buy to let. But again, I've got a client ongoing at the moment who's got a buy to let. He's an elderly gentleman. He's got a buy to let coming up. Uh, interest on the buy to let mortgage that's coming up for renewal. Uh, he can't get a mainstream mortgage, so he's considering taking equity lease on his main residence to pay off the buy to let mortgage, which he's allowed to do. So that's not perceived to be for investment. He's already got the investment, if you like. So uh, again, there's a lot of people with, as we say, standard mortgages on interest only that are coming to an end, but there's a lot of people with buy to let mortgages on interest only that are coming to an end. So that, that there's a suitable vehicle there. As well. Okay. Well, that do, they, that does that does make sense, really. Now you've got divorce. A lot of I think the divorce rate in the over sixties is actually going up, when the divorce rate generally is going down. Well, an upbeat podcast talking about divorce rates in the over sixties. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't obviously know the reasons why, but at the end of the day, the divorce rate in the over sixties is going up. Um, if you imagine you've lived in a matrimonial home, one of the partners might want to buy the other one out. How do they do it? Well, possibly in later life, they're struggling to get a mortgage. 
They could use equity release, so that's quite common. So again, could be a life-changing solution to a problem. And then you've got holidays. I mean, let's let's finish on a positive note. Lots of clients take the money, as we said, for home improvements, but also to go on that holiday of a lifetime or visit relatives in Australia. There's uh, a lot of positive uses for it. I think the the key thing is a lot of these things can be life-changing for people. Equitually can be the only solution for some people for certain life-challenging problems. And that's the one thing I enjoy about the business is helping people solve their personal problems. To be fair, Mark, that's a very good point. It's like, and that's like a question I'd like to, to ask you is, which we haven't really talked about, but is why do you do what you do? That's a good question. As I said, I started life as a legal executive many years ago, and that was helping people very quickly as a, as a young lad, mid-20s. I, I found myself helping people with their life problems. We had quite a big practice, and you, know, you, you get used to helping people sort out life problems. And I suppose even as an estate agent, people talk about estate agents, and we all know what people think of estate agents. But again, you're dealing with people's life problems. People move for a variety of reasons. So I spent my life advising, helping, guiding people on how to sort things out, how to solve problems to me this is like a full circle thing i've just gone back to my roots this is why i decided to give up what i was doing previously i got so much into the management side of things or whatever but i've lost total contact with clients and the bit that i really enjoyed which was sitting down in front of somebody listening to their problems and helping them with, with not always problems helping them and providing like a counselor mark you sounded like a counselor well, to be honest, you are. I mean, at the end of the day, one thing people would say is an estate agent, if you can't counsel people, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting I've, <laughs> I've got qualifications, but over the many, over many, many years I've sat in front of people, you are dealing with people that have just been bereaved, that have just split up, that, you know, that, that have just lost their jobs. You're dealing with people in all shapes and sizes that have got a variety of different problems. And so over the years, you get used to assisting those people. So technically, yeah, you become a counsellor. As a lot of them say, you also become a friend because you're the one person that's there helping them resolve you know, their, their situation. So the actual job satisfaction is, is tremendous in equitableness because you know, you know, you know you've helped somebody and you, you, if you can change somebody's life and take pressure away, that as invariably some people can turn up to your doorstep in, in not good state. They can't sleep, they're struggling, they've got financial problems. If you can take that away from somebody, and allow them to move forward with their lives totally unencumbered from that stress and strain. And if you don't get excited by that, then I don't know. It's, it's a nice feeling to be able to help people with that. To be fair, Mark, it must be massively rewarding from that point of view. Totally. Absolutely, totally. And this is why I, I started going in more down the equitable road to, to help people with those issues and problems and that's what I find the most rewarding so uh, don't get me wrong it's challenging and you can't always help everybody so there are scenarios where you cannot help people but that's the challenge so the job's challenging because every situation is different there isn't a one size fits all for sure but it is very rewarding I think to be fair from what you've sort of said I think we could get a podcast for every single type of reason why 
and get into more detail of the gift of mom and bank of mom and dad or the uh, debt consolidation equity. So probably could do a podcast for every single t- different type. So um, which is interesting for me and, and be good for us uh, to get into more detail moving forward after we've done this sort of getting yeah, yeah. down to basic one today. So in gen- just general terms then, Mark, how much can people have? How much money can I get out of my house? Okay, well, that's usually the the first question on people's minds when they're looking at it. It's what people want to know exactly. Yeah, how much can I, I, this is my this is my financial problem. How much can I borrow on my home to, to, to resolve it? And that's understandable. I mean, what there's no point looking at it if it's not. So it predominantly depends on the value of their property and their age and their health. Okay, so the older and less healthy people are generally the more they can borrow. That's because if you think about it, the lenders have got less risk. If they're, if they're giving you a lifetime mortgage and you're a fit, healthy, young 55-year-old, you could live 30, 40 years, no problem. Whereas if you're 88 and obviously got serious health issues, then their return, if you like, their guarantee of the mortgage interest increasing towards the value of the property, there's, there's much less risk. As, as we said earlier, Dot touched on, with the Equitories Council, there's a no negative equity guarantee. So these lenders are guaranteeing that you'll never owe more than the value of your property. Well, of course, if they lend you X amount of pounds or too much at the age of 55 and you live till 95, the chances are they might go into negative if, if you've taken them a 40-year lifetime mortgage and let your interest accrue, um, or shall we say there's more risk. As a rough rule of thumb, generally you've only 55 to take out an equitable loan. And generally speaking, this is very rough, but you probably borrow about 28% of the property value. And then you've got all the way up to 83 and over where the loan to value, as we call it, you could borrow up to 56, 56.5%-ish. So you can almost borrow double as an 83-year-old as you can as a five-year-old. So, and obviously it all varies in between, but depending on your health as well. So some products, if you've got serious health conditions, will allow you to take more percentage. Or if you're fit and healthy, then they'll lend less but obviously we've got tables every lender is slightly different generally speaking you've got a range of 28 to 56 percent as a general rule of thumb okay but i'm like you said i'm guessing every person's circumstances and situation is different and depends on on them and what they're looking to do but at least that gives us a sort of good idea so yeah well thanks very much for that so, if, so i'm thinking about getting a lifetime mortgage what's the first thing that i should do speak to somebody that specializes in it they obviously will give you information and assess your situation. The thing the thing with lifetime mortgages, however, is you don't just you just don't go rushing into a lifetime mortgage. You've always got to look at what the alternatives are before you start considering a lifetime mortgage. Generally speaking, you would normally evaluate all your mainstream options, you know, normal mortgage, interest only retirement mortgage, depending on your situation and what you're trying to achieve, but have a look at what options are available to you. Equitably shouldn't be seen as a go-to first option. It may be the only solution. It may be the best solution. It shouldn't be the only one you consider. As with everything in life, if I would want to do something, especially something as fundamental as, as taking out a mortgage for life, I would want to talk to somebody that knew what they were talking about that could give me the right information. Yeah. Right. I certainly won't want to rush and do it myself, you know, end up making a mistake because it could be a very, very costly mistake. No, definitely. Is it, is it something you can sort out yourself rather than going through an advisor or a specialist? You can go direct, but how do you know you're getting the best deal? Our systems source 
from different lenders who offer hundreds of different products. And obviously, we always advise on the most cost-effective and suitable product. The impact of a small percentage rate on a lifetime mortgage might not look like a lot initially, but when you assess it over many years of, of repayment, the impact can be massive. So the savings that you can make, not only with Equitrace, but obviously mainstream mortgages by using a broker, are huge. I mean, I think the statistics are something like three quarters of people now use a broker to source a normal mortgage. And uh, even though they, that usually attracts a fee, a broker fee, people are happy to do that because they're saving considerably more than the broker fee by getting a much better deal and you know, searching around. It, it's quite, even though Equitrelease, there are less lenders in the market for it, there are still a lot of products and a lot of variation of products. So you really need specialist advice on which would be right for you. Because as we say, there's, there's no one size fits all with Equitrelease or any mortgage really. Um, in, that, in that sense yeah i think like you said before it's about giving that it's about giving your client options and i think that's the thing is that you were right what you were saying and i think people welcome that that you know, it's not something you rush into it's so all you've got to explore all the other avenues first of all look at the different avenues and possibilities and then give your clients the the options and that's what people want people just want options and know what the the best route out of that that situation is so well Thanks very much. Now I'm thinking about, I need to know more about Lifetime Mortgage. I want to know more about Equity Release. How do uh, people get in contact with you, Mark? Uh, well, obviously, we've got the Search Retirement Solutions website. They can access myself through that. Alternatively, email mark at csmortgagesolutions.co.uk or give me a call on my mobile. I mean, I'm happy to give anybody information. The process usually starts with information. You don't just go rushing into advice and do this. It's all about, well, what do you want to know? And it costs nothing for information. And it, it's such a, a large thing for people to, to make the step that it could take them a long time. So quite a lot of clients spend a long, long time assessing whether or not it's right for them and seeking information and assessing it, processing it. So happy just to give people as much information as they require over the timescale that they require it. And that costs them nothing. Uh, they can take it from there. My telephone number, if they want to call me, is 077 That's 077-899-41700. Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you sort of taking the time out to be part of the Mortgages, Money and More podcast. I know you're busy, so I appreciate that. Thank you. If you have any more questions or topics you want us to discuss, please get in touch. You can see our website at csmortgagesolutions.co.uk or csretirementsolutions.co.uk for our contact details. Next time, my guests will be Sham and Jason, who will be back talking about ISAs. And thank you very much for listening. Bye.